And we will help you keep it running thanks to the help we get from ASE certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Denny. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Hope you guys are too. By the way, happy anniversary to you and Linda. Well, thank you. Got it? Yeah. 39 years. How about that? Wow, absolutely. And you have how many grandchildren? In 39 years, we have 10 grandchildren. That's a good reason to make it 39 years. I guess. (laughs) <laughs> well, congrats to you guys. That's that's thank that's you. A, that's a great. Yeah, uh, we're we're having a little celebration this weekend, so it's really fun. Well, good. Well, thanks for taking yeah. some time out to help our listeners out with our usual car care show. Uh, Dan, as I said, is uh, runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. And if you do have any kind of a car care question, you can either send us a text, like a lot of folks like to do, or uh, call us right now. We've cleared the lines, so if you want to uh, talk to Dan before you have to bring in your vehicle to your favorite dealer, to your favorite shop, because something is wrong, uh, Dan might give you some idea of at least what to, uh, what to report. Here's the number, 651-989-9226, or uh, send us a text at 81807. Uh, I was uh, thinking about, you know, we've talked about tires, we've talked about gasoline but I do have some text messages, Dan. Maybe we could we could tackle that uh, we didn't get to. Yep. Oh, maybe swell. Okay. Here's a 2007 Chevy Suburban. There's a dip in RPMs when decelerating and then jumps back up. There are codes for evaporative leak. Uh, any any thoughts on your part for that? Yeah. Well, the the dip in RPM is probably more transmission related. Oh. Uh, you know, as a, as the transmission is coming out of lockout or something like that, the evaporative uh, code would probably not have anything to do with the way that it runs. I, I don't think that you would would notice anything because of that. But mm. but uh, yeah, I probably would. Uh, you know, that's that's one of those things where if you take it into the shop, go for a drive with the technician, then the technician and, and show him what you're looking at. First thing he's going to do up is uh, do is hook up his scan tool to the vehicle and see what's happening with the transmission when it's happening. And, and that's how we zero in on something like that. Okay. So uh, hopefully they'll ask you to go for a ride with a, with the technician. So then they can see exactly what it's doing. Very good. Six, five, one, nine, eight, nine, nine, two, two, six. We're getting a bunch of calls in. So be patient. Uh, Dennis will get to get to your uh, phone calls as soon as he can. Uh, uh, Dan, here's a 2000 Camry head gasket, leaking oil. Power steering belt needs to be replaced. Exhaust leak ahead of the catalytic converter. Bad strut at the back. 180,000 miles on it. Do you think it's worth repairing for 2,500 bucks? You know, I, I, <clears throat> when you start looking around and see how much cars cost, yeah, you, might, right. you might find that that probably is worth uh, getting fixed up. And, in fact, uh, a lot of those repairs you could time out over, you know, stretch out over time, and uh, it wouldn't be such a big hit all at once. But, but at any rate, I think that you know those Camrys are pretty bulletproof. If yeah. uh, if you can fix it up, uh, that probably would would serve you again for a long time. And when you start looking at cars, twenty five hundred dollars doesn't go very far. No, isn't that <laughs> true? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. Eight, eighteen years old now, but it's one hundred one hundred eighty thousand miles on it. That that's not unheard of these days, is it? You know that wouldn't. 
in that particular car, that would not scare me at all. Oh, okay. I, uh, I would think that I think that would be just fine. So it's good news for uh, for the yeah. texture. If you want to send Dan yeah. a text eight one eight zero seven, if that's easier, or give us a call six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Gus is calling from uh, Spring Park. Gus, you're on with Dan. Hey Dan, uh, I got an '08 F one fifty Super Crew, but the front brakes, the drums have warped twice now, and uh, I just want to know, with like Brembo drilled or slotted rotors, would those last longer, or just stick with the normal form ones? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, those those drilled rotors look really cool. I've, I've found that oftentimes in Minnesota, they don't, unless you drive the vehicle a lot, they don't work that well, because they get around the little holes, they get little rust uh, things. So, so they're great rotors, and they do a great job, but they need to be driven. So if that fits the bill, then maybe that's a good idea with, uh, for you. Otherwise, I would just recommend that, that you just get a good, you know, top-quality uh, brake rotor. That's a heavy vehicle, and it's hard on the front brakes when you're stopping, and, of course, that's why, why it's warping. And so I think that if you just were to upgrade a little bit to a better rotor, you probably would do just fine also. All right, there you go, Gus. Thanks for the call. Uh, there's a line open now if you want to call Dan, 651-989-9226. And the text number, again, is 81807. We'll grab some text messages in a moment. But Greg is calling from Litchfield with a question. Greg, you're on CCO with Dan. Yeah, Dan, um, I've got a 2004 Kia, a couple hundred thousand miles on it, and it started developing. A, every once in a while, it just stops. Uh, all the electrical systems seem to work. Uh, it'll turn over fine. And if I wait 15 minutes, it'll start again. I took it to the shop. My shop, the, those guys drove it back and forth home to work for two weeks. It never happened to them. <laughs> I came back. I got the car. I drove home. I got two blocks from home, and it stopped on me. I don't know if I'm cursed or if the car yeah. is cursed. But I don't. Where would you start looking? Uh, I see. Crank, I heard crank sensor and. Uh, fuel pump relay, that's all I've been able to see really to, for a clue. But um, it, it, when it runs, it runs fine. And as soon as you give it a 15-minute rest, it starts up and runs fine again. And it's, uh, there, there's well, no strike yeah. or pattern to it. Your, your shop's doing the right thing by, you know, trying to help you by driving the vehicle a lot. I think that if they took another shot at it, they probably would get it tacked up. And, if, and that's really the only way that they're truly going to diagnose it, to try a few things like a fuel pump relay or a uh, crank sensor. They don't cost very much, and sometimes that's cheaper than spending a bunch of time on diagnostics. So you'll have to measure that. You know, uh, they they have access to all the websites that would, you know, point to common problems on that particular vehicle. It might take. It might be worth taking a shot at a couple of those components to see if if that solves your problem. If not, then I think you're just going to have to leave it with them again. And that's probably odd that it didn't act up in two whole weeks. But but you know maybe if they tried again, uh, they would they would have some luck. If they can get the car to fail, then it's easy to not not easy but relatively easy to figure out what it is because they can figure out what piece is missing. Is it missing fuel? Is it missing spark? Is it missing fuel injector pulse? And once they know that, then the search gets gets much smaller 
when it comes to actually fixing it and diagnosing what prob- what component is uh, is the problem. All right, very good. Thanks, Greg. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text, and we'll get to those eight one eight zero seven folks on the line. Hang on, and uh, texters, we'll pick up on uh, your questions as well. With Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, we'll take a quick break here. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Thank you, morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. 24 is our Twin City temp. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Dan, uh, for those folks who uh, want to know where you guys are located, why don't you fill us in? Well, we're over at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. Just up the hill from the Ice Castle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going on in downtown St. Paul. Um, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call, 651-228-1316. Very good. All right, I'll tell you what, let's put you back to work here, Dan. Now let's see who's been waiting. It's Mark who's calling from uh, Woodbury. Mark, you're on CCO with Dan. Good morning, Dan. Uh, Morning. I have a 2004 4Runner, 2010 miles, or 210,000 miles. I'm getting a howl, in, which is, I think, coming from my front end. Is it the four-wheel drive? Is it fixable? Oh, it's for sure fixable. Um, it, <clears throat> there's a couple things that could be could be going on up there, and my recommendation would be for you to take it in and have a professional go for a ride with you and an estimate and a, and a, and a plan for it. But at any rate, uh, there's things that would make it how would be something like a wheel bearing and, uh, and, uh, or, uh, if with that many miles on it, maybe there's some, some problems with a bearing inside the differential, um, which is a little bit more concerning because that's, you know, if the differential needs to be overhauled, uh, that's a little bit more money, but uh, at any rate, either way, it can be fixed. And and on an old four four runner, it's probably worth it. But I would recommend that you take it in and have somebody go for a ride with you, and they'll pretty quickly be able to tell you uh, what the vehicle is going to need and what direction you should head with it. Okay, very good. Thank you, Mark. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eric is calling from Kenyon with a question. Eric, you're on CCO with Dan. I just have a question. I got a 2004 Chevy with a 5.3 liter engine in it. I currently have 278,000 miles on this. I never had any issue with uh, structural, mechanical go wrong on this. I was kind of curious, what would be your recommendation on the longevity of, of this particular motor? Well, the, uh, you know, you're doing great. That's uh, on the upper end of, of what we see, but Usually, it's it's uh, <laughs> or often it's not the engine that fails that that causes a, a vehicle to be uh, you know discarded. Oftentimes, it's that they've gotten rusty and ugly and and whatever. So, I if you've taken good care of it, uh, there's no reason that it could not go you know another couple years or or whatever. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't give up on it. Uh, I would keep working it and keep driving it, and and uh, you might want to get start to be a little bit careful about how far out you get because uh at that mileage you know anything can fail but uh but i think i would not give up on it yet i think it, it probably will serve you for a while yet All right, very good thanks eric 
651-989-9226 or send a text, 81807. Here's a question I was going to ask you last week, but a texter sent this in uh, a bit ago, and I know it's not feasible all the time, but please settle our argument. The texter writes, I say it's common courtesy to wash a vehicle before bringing into the shop, especially in the winter. Friend says makes no difference. Uh, makes no difference. That doesn't matter to me at all. Uh, I think it's a good idea to wash your vehicle before you bring it into the shop because it's going to be inside and warmed up and dry off nice for you before you. Uh, yeah, that's a good before point. you pick it up. So, uh, and oftentimes if it's a a big bill at the shop, I'm going to wash it for you anyway. So. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter to me at all, but all right. uh, some pe- some people feel judged by us if they don't clean out their car and and uh, you know unless it's ridiculously messy, it I just don't pay any attention to it. So so don't worry about that. We'll, right. we'll fix your car no matter no, we'll fix your car no matter what it looks. If like. it's clean or dirty, makes no difference. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, uh, Dan, uh, the texture says, what do you think about purchasing extended warranties for a car? Well, it, you know, that's a that's a peace of mind thing. If I personally do not buy them, but but I get my repairs done uh, <laughs> relatively inexpensively. Yes, so you do. Uh, that that makes a difference. If you want the peace of mind to know that, uh, you know, if you have a major problem, an engine or a transmission or something like that, that it's going to be covered by warranty, then it it might makes it might make you feel good by doing it. Uh, my only argument against them, and this is just true, is it's an insurance company that's that's doing the extended warranty, and and they're making money on that. So uh, know that. It, I think in in a lifetime you, you probably would be money ahead by not ever buying one, but some people aren't comfortable with that. Yeah. You know, they they want the insurance, and so if you want the insurance and it makes you feel good, then that's exactly what you should do. It then it's worth the money because because you like how it makes you feel. All right, very good. Dan, hang on. We have to take a quick break. Uh, Dan is going to be with us for about another, oh, 14, 15 minutes or so. So you want to call us, 651-989-9226. Send a text, and we'll uh, get back to both phones and texts in just a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 24 degrees in the Twin Cities. Welcome back to this portion of CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, answering your calls and your text messages. And Dan will uh, get to as many as we can today. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Bruce is calling from Bloomington, I believe. Uh, Bruce, good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> See, I've just got a quick question. I I have a um, uh, 2011 Genesis Coupe, and when it's real cold outside, the frigid temperatures, I hear kind of a, a loud whistling whining sound i think it's from the kind of the right front but not sure and uh it doesn't it does i don't hear it i don't really hear it when after it warms up now would you take it in to have it fixed even though it's only kind of a cold weather problem well i you'd have to decide how how comfortable you are with that i'm a little bit i'm a little bit hesitant to uh, chase a problem and spend a bunch of money that only happens when it's severely below zero. The, uh, you know, that's a strange condition to, to, uh, to be under. And, uh, everything on the vehicle is in high demand when the temperature's like that. So, uh, you know, me personally, I probably would be comfortable living with it, but you need to make that choice. 
However, know that if you do decide to bring it in, that you'll want to do it on a cold night. Yeah, that's right. Like the weather, yeah, like on the weather that's coming up, and uh, and plan to leave it overnight so that they can hear it in the morning. But you know, it might give you peace of mind just to let somebody else, let a professional hear it, and and let him either tell you, hey, you should do something with this, or uh, don't worry about it; it'll be fine. All right, very good. Uh, let's see who is next. It would be uh, Mark in Buffalo. Uh, Mark, you're on with Dan. Hi. Um, yes, I have a 2005 Dodge Grand Caravan, and it's got 350,000 miles. When I'm driving around 30 to 40 miles an hour, it feels like it's starving for fuel, but when I give it more throttle, it goes away. Well, uh, First of all, boy, are we getting cars with lots of mileage? Yes, on we are. This is yeah, three hundred and fifty thousand miles. That's really great. You know, it, it could it could very well be uh, starving for fuel. Um, that's something that you know would be easily checked with a fuel pressure gauge and, and a test drive. Um, but there's a whole bunch of other things that could cause that symptom: uh, a throttle position sensor or uh, you know, wear and tear on the engine. Uh, lots of things could, could cause that where just in a certain range right there, things are acting up. And so I guess what I would recommend is that you do go ahead and bring that in and, uh, and get a professional diagnosis on it, especially if it, if it will do it consistently so that the shop will be able to experience it. They're going to pro- pretty quickly get to the bottom of what's causing it, and then you can make a decision if you, if you need to do something about it or not. But, uh, you know, for example, if, if, if in that condition the fuel pressure is low, uh, then that's your warning signal, and you probably want to get that fixed because the next step of a failing uh, fuel pump would be for it to fail completely, and then you're stuck. So you don't want that to happen. So I think, I think it probably would make sense to go in and have it diagnosed at least, and then you can make a decision about what you want to do about it. Very good. Texter says this, Dan, on a 2009 Tacoma four-wheel drive pickup, a shop told me, Texter says, that the tie rod ends were bad. Well, I jacked the truck up, the Texter said, and tried to wiggle the wheel. It was solid. Shouldn't I be able to feel some movement if that's the case? Uh, if you're if you're jacking it up correctly, and uh, yes, uh, you absolutely should be able to feel uh, some looseness. And sometimes... If the looseness is just minor, and if it is just minor, maybe you don't want to do anything about it. But sometimes if the if the looseness is just minor, it takes a second person to actually uh, uh, get under there. And, and sometimes you can't feel it. Sometimes you have to see the, the movement in the tie rods. Hmm. So that would be my only my only exception. Uh, but yes, if if uh, if you're if if somebody has diagnosed a loose tie rod, you should e- either be able to see it or feel it. And uh, if that's not the case, I would go have a talk with that shop and and, uh, see what the story is. Yeah, very good. Uh, Carl is calling from St. Paul with a question. Carl, you're on with Dan. Uh, Good morning, Dan. Say, I have a question. Uh, Last week I had talked to you, and you said something about better mileage and so forth. You can get different air filters, but and you said something about gasoline, um, something that doesn't have all the uh, alcohol in it. And just wondering Mm -hmm. what stations carry that. You know, I, <laughs> it's funny, Denny. We uh, we weeks ago we we said that finding a, a, a gas station that offers uh, gasoline without alcohol right. in it is is hard to find. And of course, we immediately got 
texts from everybody right. telling us there's, they're all over the place. So I, I guess you don't have to look very far to find one. Um, and I don't know how you find one. I, I have not looked, but, you know, I know there's one down the street from me that carries a line of gas that doesn't have any alcohol in it. So, uh, maybe if, maybe if you Google it or I'm, I'm not sure how you find them. Yeah. But, uh, I, I guess from what the texters are telling us, they're more common than I thought. So. I don't think you have to look very far to find one. And I think one of the things we were talking about and have in the past is, uh, is that in some cases vehicles during the winter when they put the uh, added, uh, added the alcohol, it, it, it can reduce your mileage somewhat. Isn't that kind of true? That's kind of true. And, and I, I think it's actually in the gas all the time. In the wintertime, it, it, uh, they raise the, I the, see. the amount of alcohol that they're putting in. Cause, I got you. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and it's a good use of our, you know, biofuels. And, and so there's lots of good reasons to use it. Um, it you know, it's good, good, good for the environment yeah. and, and so forth. So uh, I, I think in our state, in the state of Minnesota, it's, it's mandated at some level, but I don't understand all those rules either. Uh, but at any rate, if the cars are made to run on it and it and the cars will run just fine on, just on fine. the alcohol too. I think we have time for one more call. Uh, Tom and Ham Lake is next up here. Tom, thanks for waiting. What's your question, please? Well, I just wanted to comment on the Camry there, a guy that called earlier. I've got an 03, and it's got 345,000 miles on it. (laughs) I just checked, and that's 239 uh, to the moon. So I'm arguably there and halfway back, and it just goes to show if you take care of it, uh, tires, brakes, and I change oil regularly, looks good. It isn't even rusty. Well, that's important, too, because, Dan, as you know, once the rust hits, uh, you can fix anything, but that's That's, that's a tough road there. If this was the Toyota show, I'd be really happy with that. (laughs) You're right. Yeah, we we did a show years ago, and people were – we 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 couldn't verify it, but people were calling in saying, "I've got three hundred, I've got a million miles on my whatever." I remember yeah. that. I remember that well. Uh, let's yeah, see. Somebody, somebody with somebody with a delivery van had a million miles. Yeah, vehicle. amazing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, we we let's see if we can't grab a text before we have to say goodbye. Uh, Two thousand three Chev Cavalier. The seat belt is stuck, and I can't get it free. Any suggestions? You know, that's uh, probably going to be a bummer because the. Uh, the recoil in the seat co- in the seat belt, um, the, it's a spring recoil, and they go bad. And when they go bad, they can't be fixed. There's no way to get in there and service it or repair it. It can only be replaced. And unfortunately, sometimes they're kind of com- complicated to replace, and oftentimes they're kind of expensive to buy too. But you have to have one. So <laughs> you just need to know that uh, you have, either have to fix it or scrap the car. Uh, but, uh, no, there's, they, they're, they're not serviceable for a whole bunch of reasons. You know, they're, they're, uh, a safety issue. So we can't get in there and work on them. Dan, before we let safety. you go, a texter said that we always have great listeners, of course. And, uh, remember the guy who had that truck that was stopping and had the shop drive it for a couple of weeks and all that. Oh, yep. Yep. Texter yep. says I had the same thing and it turned out to be the body control module. That was the problem. Well, there you go. So there yeah. you go. Thanks yeah. to our listeners. Thanks to you, Dan. Again, to you and Linda. Happy anniversary. And uh, we'll, I know we'll have another show next week on that big weekend for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to talk to you about how we get down there. But <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll figure that we'll out. Figure, we'll figure something out. All right, Dan. Uh, have a great week. Thanks very much. Thanks.
Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul, 982 Grand Avenue.